Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchises and subgenres to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for a new episode and get ready to dive into the world of film with Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. This episode, I am talking about ranking Polly Shore movies. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 what's up, buddy? Today's episode is going to be totally radical, dude, because I'm going to be ranking the Top 5 five movies that feature the weasel Polly Shore that's right we're going to be taking a trip down memory lane and reliving all the best moments from his most iconic films from Encino Man to Son-in-Law I'm going to break down each one of my top picks and see which ones come out on top so grab some popcorn wheeze the juice and let's get ready to rock and roll this is top five Polly Shore movies, and we're going to get totally gnarly, dude. Starting off, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Polly Shore from growing up. His movies were a very big part of my adolescence. Uh, never really knew, wasn't really, I didn't have MTV necessarily for a lot of my childhood, so wasn't really familiar with him on MTV as much as I was his comedies. Also, Pauly Shore, a very interesting person in general, somebody whose mom uh, ran the comedy store in L.A. as well as uh, another comedy store in uh, La Jolla, San Diego area. So this kid, not only growing up in Hollywood, but specifically growing up in a comedy club, Specifically, the comedy store, which, especially at the time in the 80s and 90s, was, I mean, even in more modern days, the comedy store is a very specific comedy club that has a very specific vibe. And maybe it's changed a little bit over the past few years with the the mass exodus that a lot of comedians uh, have kind of uh, followed suit with going to Austin, Texas that used to perform a lot regularly at the comedy store but specifically in the 80s the insanity that would happen and you have this kid this child really being raised by some of the most degenerate debaucherous people on the planet so not necessarily surprising that that kind of upbringing would produce such a unique person that is Pauly Shore uh, but I was excited to get into these movies Obviously, I did Brendan Fraser last week. Uh, I've been looking for a reason to get into and rewatch all of the Polly Shore movies. It's been forever since I've seen most of these, uh, as well as check out some new movies—not new, but other movies that he's been in that I haven't seen. Right? That's why I love doing these top fives. Really gives me an excuse to fill in a lot of gaps that I have and when it comes to Polly Shore uh there's a few there's a handful but for the most part I've seen most of his movies so let's get into my top five movies 
favorite movies featuring Polly Shore. Starting off with number five, this is a movie that I watched for the first time in preparation for this episode in making this list. It is a movie that wasn't available anywhere, but then I searched on YouTube. And not only is it available on YouTube, there are multiple versions of this movie available on YouTube. There is a TV edit version there is a theatrical version and then there is something called a subterranean version uh, which I started to watch and then realized that the theatrical version was actually widescreen instead of four by three and uh, just overall better quality so I ended up watching the theatrical version of this movie this is an early movie from Pauly Shore from 1989 number five my fifth favorite Pauly Shore film Phantom of the Mall Eric's Revenge. Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge is a horror movie released in 1989, directed by Richard Freeman and starring Derek uh, Rydall, Carrie Whitman, and Jonathan Goldsmith. Polly Shore is a side character, not necessarily one of the leads, although he, hit, he does show up throughout this movie, and it is early Polly Shore. Uh, one year, uh, so the idea of this movie, a man loses his home and suffers life-threatening burns from a fire, uh, deliberately set by commercial real estate developers vying for his property. One year later, a shopping mall opens on the land and a series of murders begins. The current owners, employees, and shoppers become trapped in a battle for survival as they are stalked by the Phantom. The film received mixed reviews as the majority of Polly Shore movies usually are mixed to very poorly reviewed. With some praising, its eerie atmosphere and effective scares while others criticize the formulaic plot and lack of originality. Uh, despite the mixed reception, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, has gained cult, a cult following, as every Polly Shore movie has. Uh, a cult following over the years among horror movie enthusiasts. Polly, in this movie, plays an employee at like a snack bar, yogurt bar kind of a place. His name is Buzz. He helps a reporter who's investigating these things that are happening at this mall. And it is a young Polly Shore, as I mentioned, and hasn't gone full weasel yet in this movie. But you can tell there is, you can see the wheeze underneath the surface. Like you can tell his performance in this is like him kind of throttling back that energy. And clearly you can see where the Polly Shore we all know and love came from. Uh, definitely more of a side character, as I mentioned. Uh, this movie has some fun kills. Uh, it, it Like a compactor kill. There's a snake in a toilet kill. There is uh, an exhaust fan to the face kill. There's uh, a forklift kill. There are body parts like eyeballs and ears and things that kind of get... Uh, detached from humans, uh, which there is a running gag of those body parts finding their way onto yogurt froyo toppings, which Polly Shore works in the froyo shop. I like this movie. The reason why this movie is on the list is because it highlights a genre of films that Polly Shore. I can't imagine he's in more than this horror film. Most of his movies are comedies, straight up comedies. Uh, so. 
the fact that it's a horror film, the fact that it's a fun horror film, and also shows uh, a kind of a different side of Polly Shore in a way, kind of the more mellow Polly Shore became before he goes full weasel. Um, and also a lot of the comedies that he came out with in the 90s in a lot of ways are very interchangeable. So I didn't want to have, even though I think maybe some of them are a little bit better than this one, I like the representation of his career that this movie has. Uh, so coming in at number five is Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, which you can find on YouTube, uh, which is a legit copy. It, it's not like some bootleg copy because there are multiple versions of it. As far as I know, it's legitimate anyway. Moving on to my fourth favorite Polly Shore movie. And this is an interesting movie as well because this also highlights a different time in Polly Shore's career, a more recent time in Polly Shore's career, but still I felt was a lot of fun. Coming in at number four is the 2020 Netflix film, or at least it's available on Netflix, Guest House. This is also a comedy, the first comedy so far on this list, directed by Sam. Uh, macaroni <laughs> and stars Polly shore amy tagarin and mike castle amy tagarin was the uh taylor daughter from friday night lights right a little bit older fun performances from all three of them uh the idea of this movie is it follows an engaged couple sarah and blake who buy their dream home only to find out that it comes with an unwanted house guest, a party-loving, irresponsible tenant named Randy, obviously played by Polly Shore, a much older Polly Shore. But I, you know, I because it, you know it's a new, fl it's kind of that same energy in some ways, not necessarily. Definitely, as Polly's gotten older, the energy's a little bit different. But it it seems like it's it's so much of what you would think the older Polly Shore would be in a movie. Still degenerate, partier, just old. You know, a lot more wrinkles, a lot more dilapidated. Uh, but I still really enjoyed this movie. Uh, so despite repeated efforts to get Randy to leave. The He refuses and turns their dream home into a wild party pad. Sarah and Blake must navigate the chaos and try to evict Randy, all while planning their wedding and dealing with other unexpected challenges. The film received mostly negative reviews from critics who criticized its juvenile humor and laugh, lack of originality. However, some viewers enjoyed the film's nostalgic throwback to 90s comedy and comedic performances of the cast, particularly Pauly Shore's return to the screen, including many comedians in the cast. There are a lot of stand-up comics in the cast, uh, which was fun to see. I always love, like, Bobby Lee, obviously one of uh, the many comics. Eric Griffin, also Steve-O, who does stand-up now. Punky Johnson. Uh, you have a fun performance from Billy Zane. Uh, playing uh, the playing Sarah's dad, you have uh, a bunch of other. Chris Kattan play has a small. It's so much fun. I really had definitely is a juvenile movie 
uh, obviously, you're not. This is not like some high concept or elevated comedy. This is if you enjoyed Polly Shore movies growing up, you might enjoy this movie. It definitely has that same vibe. Definitely a different idea because he is an older person dealing with these people. I, I like the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. The ending is nice as well. Uh, so that is why it is here representing a more mature, <laughs> as much as Polly Shore could be mature, uh, but representing, and I think I did a full review of this at one point when it came out a couple years ago. So if you want to look at my full review of Guest House, go check that out. I'd be curious to know what I, I thought about it. Uh, I doubt my opinions change that much. It's still a fun movie. Uh, but number four, Guest House. A lot of fun. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face. Capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts. Featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show. Moving on to my third <clears throat> favorite Polly Shore movie. This is a movie that is part of that. I think the last three movies are part of that chunk. That time in Polly Shore's life where he was really knocking it out of the park and maybe wheezed too much of that juice and came up kind of dry towards the end of this run. Uh, but it is a movie that sadly didn't make a earlier list that I did recently, top five movies for a different actor. Uh, but coming in here, it comes in at number three. So number three, my third favorite Polly Shore film is Encino Man. And of course, the previous top five list I'm referring to is Brendan Fraser. This movie did not make the list, despite desperately wanting to make it to make the list, but I couldn't. But it shows up here as my third favorite Pauly Shore movie. Encino Man, comedy, came out in 1992, directed by Les Mayfield, starring Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser. I think it may have been Brendan Fraser's first role. I could be wrong. And Pauly Shore. The movie follows two high school students, Dave and Stoney, who accidentally uncover a frozen caveman in, the ba in Dave's backyard in Encino, California. They thaw out the caveman named Link and teach him about the modern world. So great fish out of water story. Uh, a lot of comedy, a lot of slapstick comedy as well. While also trying to pass him off as a foreign exchange student to impress their classmates. Link becomes popular and helps Dave and Stoney become cool in their school. But they must also protect him from the sleazy scientists who want who wants to capture Link for research. Uh, the film received mixed reviews from critics. 
but was a box office success and became a cult classic. Uh, it's known for popularizing the phrase "wheeze the juice" and launching the career of Brendan Fraser. It's a funny movie. I still like it. The SoCal connection. I grew up in Southern California. The fact that this is an earthquake movie and earthquake helps in the uncovering of this frozen caveman. The fish out of water aspect of this movie is a lot of fun as well. And it's a movie where these kind of these high school outcasts guys are trying to be cool. And this caveman guy is trying to help them. And growing up, I was one of those outcast dudes. And there's a lot of these kind of high school things where it's like, we need to be cool by prom or whatever. And like them trying to dig a pool and fantasizing about the prom after prom party that they're going to throw is the whole impetus for them finding digging the giant hole that finds and uncovers Link. Uh, It's a fun movie. Not my favorite, obviously, of that chunk as these last three are from that chunk, these 90s these early 90s Polly Shore comedies, but it is a lot of fun. Also has Kiwi Kwan in it, who won uh, Best Supporting Actor, Brendan Fraser winning Best uh, Actor this past year. Really fun movie, Sean Astin, uh, a young Sean Astin. Really great. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It was a lot of fun, and uh, that's why it's here at number three, Encino Man. Moving on to my second favorite Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, my second favorite Polly Shore movie. Uh, they do ha- kind of early Adam Sandler and Polly Shore. There's there's some similarities there. Uh, moving on to my second favorite, this one, I think is probably the best, quote unquote, best, most well-rounded movie that he's done. It's not my favorite, obviously, that's why it's here at number two, but I think, and I think it's also regarded as kind of the best movie that he did of the, I mean, probably of all of the movies that he's done, and it holds up, it's a great movie, uh, and kind of has similar themes to a lot of his movies, right? But coming in at number two is Son-in-Law, another comedy, came out in 1993, directed by Steve Rash and starring Pauly Shore, Carla Gugiano and Lane Smith. The movie follows Rebecca, a naive college freshman from South Dakota who goes to Los Angeles to attend college. She meets Crawl, played by Polly Shore, a wild and eccentric college senior who becomes her friend and helps her adjust to city life. When Thanksgiving break comes around, Rebecca invites Crawl to her family's farm in South Dakota, where he pretends to be her fiance to help her avoid the advances of her former boyfriend. Crawl's unconventional behavior clashes with Rebecca's traditional family, causing chaos and hilarity. The film received mixed reviews, as all of his films mostly do, from critics, but was a box office success. Uh, it's known for being one of Polly Shore's most popular movies and for its memorable quotes such as Thanksgiving turkey makes me sleepy, which I don't know why that's, you know, I I add things to this and maybe should reconsider. Like, I don't know if that's the most notable line from that movie, but it is a great kind of fish out of water story. But also, like so many of Polly Shore's movies, it is these uh, 
kind of outcasts, these failures, these degenerates, these people that are not expected to succeed in any way, these people that are kind of rejected. And it's how they kind of turn people's uh, like idea of them and allows them to be accepted by people they may not be accepted by. Specifically this one, obviously he's going to a very conservative family in the Midwest, and Polly Shore is like kind of a, a, a caricature of what, especially what I'm sure a lot of Midwest people think people in California are like. Obviously, people in California aren't walking around acting, talking, and dressing like Polly Shore. Not to say that there's not a lot of people that do, but that is not what I would consider. That is not the broad brush I would I would paint people in California with. Uh, but it is still fun. Him going back, really trying to prove himself to her family. It is kind of a uh, unconventional romantic comedy in a lot of ways, where they are friends, but in doing this charade him pretending to be her fiance there is a connection that ends up evolving um but just kind of a great kind of a heartwarming movie about acceptance and uh how you know being accepting of people who are different like if any time in the world it is so sad that in 2023 this is a poignant movie that people in the midwest should watch because there seems to be a massive fear from anybody that acts and lives in a different way that is a little bit weird. And Polly Shore is a very weird guy, right? Anyway, I love this movie, but not my favorite Polly Shore movie. But either way, it's coming in at number two, Son-in-Law. Let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite Polly Shore movie. This is a movie that I have watched. It's it's one of the movies I probably watched the most out of all movies. It's a movie that I fell in love with when I first saw it as a teenager. It is a movie that I've watched throughout my life. It got heavy rotation in my 20s. It is a movie that I a lot of my friendships, we have a common love of this movie. It is a movie that when I play it, I know all of the lines to this movie. It is a movie that has probably the most and best catchphrases, but that's probably because I know so many of the catchphrases from this movie. But my favorite movie by far, this was easily my number one, and it almost maybe got dethroned by Son-in-Law, but I couldn't. This is like this is like pure, clear 
and present, my number one favorite Pauly Shore movie. Coming to number one is Biodome. I propose that we plant these seeds, and I know what you're thinking. Illegal, illegal. But the value of purple sticky punch goes way beyond just toking it. One of a many great lines, right? Free the mahi-mahi. Free the mahi-mahi, if you will. This is a movie, comedy, came out in 1996. I was a 15-year-old, possibly 16 when I rented this movie. I don't know how soon after this movie came out that I got hooked by this movie. This is a movie that I absolutely love the soundtrack to the movie. Despite it not really having any big-named bands in the soundtrack, aside from, I think, Willie Nelson, it, it definitely encapsulates the vibe of 90s pop music that I was into, that alternative pop-punk kind of a vibe. Absolutely loved it. This movie was dress, directed by Jason Bloom, starring, obviously, Polly Shore, Stephen Baldwin. A lot of Polly Shore movies, he has teamed up with a sidekick like Ash, uh, Sean Astin in uh, Encino Man, um, in, teamed up with uh, What's-Her-Face in Son-in-Law, right? There's usually a character that he kind of bounces off of, and I think the pairing of him and Stephen Baldwin is the best. I think... They, so believable as best friends. Like, they are so much the same energy. I mean, these are different flavors of the same type of wackiness. Uh, Stephen Baldwin bringing his most wacky to this, being his most Pauly Shore. Uh, it also has kind of the fashions I was into. It. Like, this movie is so much represents me, my sense of humor, my sensibilities as a teenager growing up in the 90s. Um, I love this movie. Uh, this movie follows two slacker friends, Bud and Doyle. God, I love Bud and Doyle, man. Who accidentally get locked inside a futuristic biodome, a self-sustaining ecological experiment. While inside the biodome, biodome they wreak havoc uh, and cause chaos for the scientists conducting research. Bud and Doyle eventually realize the importance of the research and work with the scientists to save the experiment being shut down this is an environmentalist movie it is it is showing two dumbasses bud and doyle who destroy an ecosystem and then rally together they change they grow there's an arc to their characters where they want to try and make the life in this biodome livable again if there is not a movie more poignant, not only in son-in-law, when it comes to being prejudiced against people that you don't know in big cities. But this movie, as far as highlighting the importance of environmentalism, this movie is all about that. And showing how these two guys who started off not giving a shit about environmentalism, only pretending to be into it because of their girlfriends, which, by the way, huge crush on their girlfriends growing up as well. Um... So good, so good. Uh, so they to prevent uh, this experiment from being shut down, right? They build filters, building a filter, building a few filter, building filter, taking playing Marco Polo in the rain uh, simulator, the rain generator. 
so great. The film received overwhelmingly negative reviews from critics, but has gained a cult following over the years, as every Polly Shore movie seems to do. Uh, it is known for its offbeat humor, wacky storyline, and for featuring music by alternative bands such as The Posies and The Lemonheads. One of my favorite soundtracks by far, as I said, uh, like a, a soundtrack that I listen to all of the time. It is one of my favorite parts of the movie, aside from the movie itself, is the soundtrack is so much fun. It brings me back. It is a time machine bringing me back to a simpler time where, you know, it was okay for me as a teenager to be an idiot, right? And now I'm 42, and I understand that I can no longer, I had to grow up. But it's nice to dip back into seeing what I was like at those times, you know? And also, like Bud and Doyle, changing, evolving, right? Getting new information and changing my ideas, right? Very liberal-minded, these guys, right? When given new information, they change their opinions. And it's by far the movie I've seen the most out of all Polly Shore movies, um, and also the setting of the movie. It takes place in Arizona, but it's a desert. Reminds me of the desert I grew up in, and movies that remind me of where I grew up, even though I didn't like growing up in the desert and don't like being back in the desert necessarily, it still has that kind of connection with me where I like scenes like, oh, that's cool. You know, the d desert sucks, and the desert scenes there are like, oh, it's, it's brutal. Uh, especially when they get banished to the desert side of the biodome. Uh, so much fun. By far my favorite Polly Shore movie. By a mile. The best movie from Polly Shore, I would say, is Son-in-Law, but Biodome is by far my favorite, my most entertaining film. Uh, honorable mentions. The other movies that are part of that kind of chunk that are almost interchangeable with those 90, Paul, 90s Polly Shore movies. Uh, are Jury Duty and In the Army Now. Jury Duty is probably the worst of them, uh, where he gets, he's a, like kind of trailer trash, won't get a job, gets selected for jury duty, and tries to make it last longer because he rigs it with, he sets up a thing, a deal with the hotel that they're staying at because they're being sequestered. Definitely a movie idea that came to fruition inspired by the oj trial you know a high profile trial where the jurors had to be sequestered and you know sent away and uh polly gets like the penthouse and he's trying to extend the length of the trial in order to live in this penthouse instead of going back to the trailer park where he lives not very funny uh it's okay but it's the worst of the kind of that chunk of polly shore movies and the other one is in the army now which i definitely liked a lot more not a big fan of the kind of military propaganda that it is, where it's like, oh, being in the army is cool. Being army reserves is fun. Uh, Andy Dick is also probably the second best pairing with Polly Shore. Him and Andy Dick in, in the army now is a great kind of pairing of comedic comedians. And both very similarly kind of creepy dudes. Uh, but those are my two honorable mentions. Uh, there's a bunch of movies like Polly Shore is Dead. I owned at one point. It's an interesting, the premise is that Polly Shore dies, but it's him older, so nobody really cares. Um, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, but I knew it wasn't going to make the list. 
but those are the lists. Let me recap my list one more time. And we'll get out of here. This is my top five Polly Shore movies. Starting off with number five is Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, a horror film. The rest are comedies. Number four is Guest House. Number three is Encino Man. Number two is Son-in-Law. And my all-time favorite Polly Shore movie, hands down, is Biodome. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Top 5 from the Ray Taylor Show. If there is a Polly Shore movie that I did not mention that I should watch, please let me know. Because there are definitely... It's kind of hard to find some of his movies because they just... they None of them got the shine that he got in that kind of period in the 90s. So... Kind of hard to track down some of them, but if there is one you think I should watch it, I will track it down and watch it. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and my ranking of this top five list of Polly Shore movies. Let me know, again, how you would rank your favorite Polly Shore movies. I would love to hear that. Are there any films I missed, as I mentioned before, that I should check out? Don't forget to tune in every Sunday for an all-new episode and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder if you're watching these episodes. See you again next week for more Top 5. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.